Here's a secret. This time of year, when the days start getting shorter, I could really use something to look forward to. Sure, there's Thanksgiving, but that's so far off. Halloween is closer, but then I'm kind of sick of masks. Well, there's always the weekends, and in between, at least I can look forward to interesting transfer pricing updates, and so can you. Hello, everyone. It's Matthew DeMello, your host of Cross Border Solutions Weekly Transfer Pricing in the News Podcast, The Fiona Show, hot off the press. And have we got a scoop for you this week? How do developing countries feel about the OECD's global tax reform? What is the latest on EU state aid? And will Ireland sign on for a global minimum tax? We've got it all for you right here. But first, a message from my friends and yours at Cross Border Solutions. Hi, I'm Matthew DeMello, and you may know me as the host of the Fiona Show Cross Border Solutions Weekly Transfer Pricing Podcast. And while I love to discuss transfer pricing, this podcast isn't the only place you can hear me doing it. Cross-Border Solutions recently relaunched Transfer Pricing University, a live webinar series where you can learn about modern-day transfer pricing, everything from methodologies to comparables to preparing documentation to meet country-specific regulations. Good stuff, I know. Chief Economist Mimi Song leads the sessions. I just ask the occasional obvious question. Since our program is NASBA certified, you can earn one CPE credit for joining each session. Pretty sweet. So what are you waiting for? Join us for Transfer Pricing University Weekly. Classes are free, so now you really have no reason to miss it. Sign up at xbs.ai tpu. Global tax reform debates continue, especially for developing countries. In fact, they've worried they wouldn't fare very well under the Pillar 1 and Pillar 2 proposals from the beginning. Their issues, let's start with Pillar 1. Under the OECD's plan, Pillar 1 reallocates 20% to 30% of residual profits generated by companies with turnover of more than 20 billion euros and profitability above 10%. Pillar 1 is estimated to impact the top 100 companies in the world. The G24 group of developing countries says that's not enough. More income needs to be redistributed. In a statement on Sunday, the group claimed that, quote, not less than 30 percent, unquote, of multinationals residual profits should be reallocated. The G24 feels given that Pillar 1 affects only a handful of companies, less than 30 percent won't make a meaningful difference for developing countries which desperately need the revenue. The G24 isn't satisfied with Pillar 2 either. The group wants a minimum tax that's more than 15 percent. And while they haven't said just how much higher in the past, developing country representatives have gone as high as 25 percent. The OECD's proposals are on track to be finalized at the end of October when 140 countries will negotiate the last of the details. So for now, all we can do is wait and see. With global tax reform on the horizon and a new U.S. tax proposal in the House, the issue of EU state aid may not rank that high in your latest news feed. But a recent decision by the Court of Justice of the European Union could bump it up on your list. In the state aid case, the Commission versus Belgium and Magnatrol International, the Court of Justice bounced a February 2019 judgment back 
to the European General Court for further examination. What was the case about? Excess profit tax exemptions. In 2004, the Belgian government offered MEs, which had relocated a key function to Belgium, tax exemptions for excess profits, meaning the profits exceeded what a comparable standalone entity would have earned under similar market conditions. Still with me? The move lessened tax bills for MEs by quite a bit. Some companies decreased their corporate tax by 50% to 90%. In 2015, the EU Commission launched an investigation into the practice a year later, claiming they had received competitive advantages over others. The Commission ordered the Belgian government to recover aid back from 55 companies. One of those companies was Magnatrol International, which in an effort to have the EU Commission's decision annulled, took the case to the general court who ruled in favor of Belgium and the taxpayer. The EU Commission appealed the decision, arguing that the general court made mistakes in their interpretation of what constitutes a state aid scheme. To make a long story short, okay, already too late for that, the Court of Justice agreed and sent the case back to the general court. And given how quickly things happen in the tax world, we'll be expecting a decision sometime in the next few years. While most of the EU seems to be looking forward to a global minimum tax, Ireland has been notably opposed. Quote, not to worry, unquote, was the attitude of EU Economy Commissioner Paolo Gentiloni, who told an Irish radio show that he is confident that they will be able to reach some sort of compromise. He stressed that the advantages of doing business in Ireland aren't limited to, quote, a small difference in a corporate minimum tax, unquote. Ireland's corporate tax rate is 12.5%, while the proposed global minimum corporate tax rate stands at the moment at, quote, at least 15%, unquote. He stressed Ireland's other advantages, a sound business environment, educated workers, and of course, English as a native language never hurts either. The commissioner insisted his visit to the Emerald Isle on Monday, September 20th, wasn't to do any arm twisting, but merely to discuss the importance of an agreement. During the visit, Irish Finance Minister Pascal Donahoe told the EU commissioner that Ireland was trying to see if an agreement was possible, but he didn't guarantee that Ireland would sign on. Looks like a little arm twisting may be in order after all. And would you look at that? Now you're all caught up on the latest in transfer pricing, feeling the runner's high of a quick jog through the headlines. Well, then you're going to love the other shows in Cross-Border Solutions Tax Podcast Suite. That's the Fiona Show R&D Tax Credit, the Fiona Show Tax Provision, and the Fiona Show Transfer Pricing. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's the Fiona Show Hot Off the Press, and we'll keep you up to date on the latest regulation changes in the jurisdictions that matter to you the most. My name is Matthew DeMello, and they let me host, edit, and engineer this podcast. Mary Lynn Mitchumstrom is our executive producer and wrote today's script. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Mm -hmm.